0: Grab a great big leaf that you can curl up in. It's time for a story. Today's story is The Elf House by Doreen Kimura and Charlotte Thistle. Once there was a family of three generations. A little girl named Ella, her mother, Charlotte, and Charlotte's mother, Grandma Doreen. Grandma Doreen was very old and she died when Ella was only one. But as Ella grew up, she loved to hear stories about her grandma Doreen. If you listen closely, I will tell you one of those stories right now. A long time ago, before Ella was born, her mother Charlotte was just a little girl. She lived in a house with a big oak tree in the yard, with grandma Doreen. One day, Grandma Doreen came back from a trip and brought Charlotte an incense burner. It was shaped like a little mushroom, and when incense burned in it, wisps of smoke would come out through holes in the top. One spring day, Charlotte was playing with the mushroom, and she left it in the backyard overnight. Now, it so happened that in the leaves under the bushes, there was a small leaf elf named Leaf. At night, he would often roll himself up in a big leaf to sleep. Or, if he felt ambitious, he would make a lean-to shelter with small twigs and leaves, which would usually stand for a day or two until the wind blew it down. Have you ever noticed a leaf elf shelter under your trees? Leif explored all over Charlotte and Grandma Doreen's yard, keeping track of leaves and twigs. He noticed the mushroom right away. He climbed up, looked down through the holes, and got quite excited, thinking about what a cozy house it would make. But how to get in? It had no door. He got the idea that if he could lift one side up off the ground, Perhaps he could squeeze under and climb inside. So he went in search of someone who could topple the mushroom. And soon he came across his friend, White Cat. The White Cat was napping and was not very interested in mushrooms. Oh, please, White Cat, won't you help me get my new mushroom house up off the ground? He pleaded. But the White Cat just snored and shooed him away with her tail. Then he found his friend, Blue Jay, but he was busy looking for worms in the lawn. Please, Blue Jay, won't you help me get my new mushroom house up off the ground? He asked, but the Blue Jay just cried out, I'm busy, little leaf elf, and flew away. Eventually, he found his good friend, Gray Squirrel. She was up in the big oak tree gathering nuts. Looking up at her from the ground under the tree, he begged, Please, Grey Squirrel, won't you help me get my new mushroom house up off the ground? I will do it, clucked the Grey Squirrel. If you help me get that acorn. She pointed with her paw to a tasty round acorn hanging at the end of a very thin twig on a branch. The branch is too small for me, she explained. And I will surely snap the twig and fall down, if I try to get it myself. Oh, Yes, I'd be glad to help, Leaf exclaimed. So the gray squirrel came down from the tree, and he climbed up on her back. She carried him up to the high branch, where he nimbly made his way along the thin, precarious twig, retrieved the acorn, and carried it back to Gray Squirrel, who was very pleased. Very well, I shall return the favor, said Gray Squirrel, and she followed Leaf to the mushroom. She admired it. It was indeed a glorious find, just the right size for an elf, and so shiny. She knocked it over easily with her nose, and together she and Leaf rolled it out to a nice secluded spot behind the big oak tree. They propped one side of it up on a root, so there was just enough room for leaf to squeeze underneath. Exhausted, he spread out some leaves for a bed and had a deep, restful sleep. In the morning, Charlotte went looking for the mushroom, but couldn't find it. She looked all over the house to no avail. Have you seen my mushroom? She asked Grandma Doreen, who was washing dishes in the kitchen. I think someone took it. Grandma Doreen scoffed at the idea. I'm sure you just misplaced it, she chided. Help me put away the dishes. So Charlotte helped Grandma Doreen with the dishes, but she couldn't get the idea out of her head that someone had taken the mushroom. Meanwhile, Leif had been busy in his new mushroom house. He built himself a small ladder out of twigs and slung a tiny hammock across the inside. He laid a flat stone on the floor of his house and built a small fire on it. At bedtime, the fire died down, and his little hammock hung above the warm coals and kept him toasty warm overnight. It was very comfortable, and he was delighted with his new home. Two weeks later, Charlotte was playing with her ball in the backyard. She kicked the ball, and it rolled under the big oak tree. She went to retrieve it, and to her amazement, what did she see but the little mushroom leaning against the root of the tree? My mushroom, my mushroom, she exclaimed. She was about to pick it up and carry it inside, but then she noticed an amazing thing. There was smoke coming out of the top so she ran inside the house to tell Grandma Doreen. Just then, Gray Squirrel, who was up on a branch in the oak tree, clucked out a warning. Cluck, cluck, little leaf elf, someone has spotted your house, she called. But Leaf was already stomping out his fire and rolling up his hammock. By the time Charlotte and Grandma Doreen came back, he was hiding behind the big oak tree. He watched in dismay as Grandma Doreen picked up the mushroom. You see, she scolded Charlotte. You must have been playing with it out here and just forgot about it. You should be more careful with your things. But what about the smoke, Charlotte asked. There was smoke coming out of the top. I saw it. Nonsense, said Grandma Doreen sternly, and she carried the mushroom back into the house. Leaf was mortified. He was relieved that he had not been discovered by the big people, but he was very sad to lose the best house he ever had. He sat glumly on the root of the tree, not feeling excited about building another twig and leaf shelter that the wind could easily blow down. Meanwhile, Charlotte couldn't stop thinking about the mushroom. How could it have gotten so far from the house? She was positive she had seen smoke coming out of it. Had someone built a fire inside it? So, the next day, while Grandma Doreen was busy, Charlotte carried the mushroom back out to the big oak tree. She set it down where she had found it, and then sat and watched it for a long time, until Grandma Doreen called her for supper. The next day, she went back out to the big oak tree to check on the mushroom. And sure enough, there was smoke coming out of the top again. You see, Leif had returned, delighted to find his lovely mushroom house right where he had left it. Don't worry, I won't tell, Charlotte whispered. She couldn't see him, but she had heard about elves. Leif never came out of his house while she was there, but sometimes he watched her through a hole in the mushroom. Leaf lived happily in the mushroom house throughout the spring and summer. Charlotte stopped by to check on him often. Sometimes there was smoke coming out of the roof, and sometimes there wasn't. But as summer turned to fall, he knew that even the little mushroom house would not be enough to protect him from the snowy, cold winter he packed a duffel bag, said goodbye to his friends, and hitched a ride south with a flock of migrating birds. The next day, when Charlotte went to check on the mushroom house, she found it turned over on its side. It was empty, but on the ground next to it was a shiny new penny. Charlotte could see that Leaf had left the penny as a parting gift she picked up both the penny and the mushroom with delight and carried them inside to show Grandma Doreen. Did you leave your mushroom outside again? asked Grandma Doreen, frowning a bit. Charlotte started to tell her that an elf had been living in the mushroom all summer and that he had moved away and left her a shiny penny as a present. But then she thought better of it. Look, a penny, she exclaimed, brightly changing the subject. Grandma Doreen kissed Charlotte's forehead. Then she put a casserole in the oven and washed the mushroom. At dinner, Grandma Doreen lit some incense. As Charlotte watched the wisps of smoke curl through the tiny holes in the mushroom, she thought about the mysterious elf and hoped he would come back again in the spring. Thank you to Charlotte Thistle and to her daughter Ella for sharing this story with us. I'm very grateful to them for sending it and for giving me permission to share it with all of you. This story is about something that Charlotte experienced, a time when she was able to make a connection with the leaf elf living in her backyard. She's pretty lucky to have had a little mushroom incense burner. It really is just the right size for an elf to move into. And since mushrooms grow in the forest, it's something that elves are familiar with and can really relate to. But it's not the only kind of house that elves and fairies like to live in. I've seen lots of fairy houses made out of leaves and sticks Made out of bits of moss and sheets of bark. I think fairies and elves really appreciate any kind of house or structure that's just the right size for them and that's made out of forest materials. Or, as in the case of the incense burner, really reminds them of the forest and their natural home. Have you ever seen an elf? or fairy house out maybe in your yard or in the woods or in a park. They really do seem lovely and magical when you find them. The next time you're outside, I encourage you to keep a lookout for them and see what you can spot. But even if you're not able to find one that's already made. The good news is, you can make one yourself. All you have to do is find some of these natural materials. Definitely leaves and sticks and twigs, which are just small sticks, and bits of bark and moss. And in the past, I've even used little bits of homemade Play-Doh, kind of as a glue or mortar to help stick these various things together, you can make your own play-doh out of flour and water. And as long as you're using materials that can biodegrade or go back into nature, I think it's totally fine, and the elves and fairies won't mind. In this episode description, I'll put a picture and a couple of links to examples of fairy houses and elf houses in case you'd like some inspiration. And I strongly suggest that you try to make your own. You can make them outside, or you can make them in your house and simply take them outside with you and find a nice place to put them. Now, as you might have noticed in the story, elves and fairies are very shy, even when Leif knew that Charlotte was nice and kind and probably trustworthy, he still didn't let her see him. So I wouldn't count on being able to actually spot an elf or fairy using your house. But if you do make one, you might want to check on it regularly you might see some evidence that maybe an elf or fairy has moved in, either to live or just to stay for a night or two. I'd love to hear from you about your experiences with elf and fairy houses. Feel free to drop me a message through Facebook or Instagram or send me a picture of what you create. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again to Charlotte and Ella for sharing this story and inspiration with us. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.